0: Welcome to From the Field. My name is Ryan Hughley. I'm lead pastor of Formation Church in Salt Lake City, Utah.
1: My name is Tyler Dravitz. I'm the executive pastor at Formation, and I also lead a company called MyXP, where we provide remote executive pastor support to churches around the country. Learn more at MyXP.Church.
0: All right, before we jump back into uh, this series about our journey we're on right now, relaunching Mm -hmm. our church... Really, in many ways, relaunching an entirely new church. Yeah. Um. I was thinking today we're in this kind of like falls right around the corner. Like mm-hmm. at least in Utah, like it it's better be. It's, it's hot. Oh god! But it's cool in the morning. We're back to like it's a little. It, bit. it actually drops, so it's like it's two coming. days ago.
1: It was cool. Today it wasn't as
0: cool. It wasn't as cool today. No. <clears throat> I figured you'd come in just a little crotchety. Just, about just, the lack yeah. of cool. I, yeah. I can predict at least your initial mood based on what the temperature is yeah. first thing. Based on how much the AC has to blast <laughs> right. on the way here. Yeah. And we came in today and our AC was not on in the ministry center. And I Ooh. almost just went home because one, I was yeah. hot and two, I didn't want to see you. Yeah. If you came the in. time I came in. It was cool? Yeah. Okay, it, good. Yeah. All right. So, but we're in this transition. like with a bunch of, you know, falls coming. It's a mm-hmm. new season. I'm curious. What are you most excited about? At the moment. Something that's coming up. Maybe something that's going on. What are you most excited about? Just in life, yeah. Mm. Anything. Mm. Mm. Oh my God. How many times Uh, are you going to make that sound?
1: (laughs) uh, I am... I'm getting really excited because I... I am purchasing a condo that's a new build, and it's been a really, like, long process because... Like a year. Um, yeah, more Close, than that. Right? Or yeah. is it more? hmm Yeah. I put, like, the reservation on this one a year ago and started looking at them even longer ago than that. And so, uh, yeah, it's just taken a while to, like, build them and, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, things have been long. And so this will be the second I am 40, and this will be the second thing that I have owned.
0: Mm-hmm. First one didn't go great. But
1: the second home or, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah, the first one I bought in North Carolina, Mm -hmm. um, mainly as like I I can't just bail on this, which now after talking to so many people, including a therapist and a spiritual director, it seems like the general consensus is I should have bailed. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I didn't. And buying a house and then having to sell it 11 months later is not really how they design home ownership to work. And so no. I did lose about $40,000. Yep. And I spent the first two years here continuing to pay both the mortgage on that home and the rent here, which it's not inexpensive to live here either. So no. I was real broke um, and really thought that I would never own again. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew like I had driven past these pretty quickly and I was like, I wonder if what those are going to be like, mm-hmm. and so I like started looking, and long story short, there is a spectacular deck
0: mm-hmm. that
1: is covered on all sides except for one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it is like basically like twenty by eighteen. It's, so it's an enormous. Almost 400 like, square feet of and it, deck.
0: Are you third or fourth story? Is it three or four stories?
1: They're three stories. So and they're condos, the but there's only 12 units in each building. Yep. So they're a bunch of smaller buildings. I'm mm-hmm. on the top. And yep. so I don't have to hear anyone above me. And I am like so excited for this like outdoor space and mm-hmm. just, and so hopefully it goes better this time. Yeah. And I don't need to sell it in less than one year.
0: Well, we've been, um, we've been in Utah. October will be five years for me and Tam, mm-hmm. which is crazy. So I feel like we're good.
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I hope you heard it here, people. We actually have, um, a this recording will be used in a court of law. Uh, No, but I'm really excited, and so I'm supposed to close. You know, everything's so, like, iffy. Mm -hmm. Everyone's still sort of citing, like, well, you know, COVID something. Mm -hmm. And I just am so tired of that. If one more person tries to COVID me something, Mm -hmm. I might lose my mind. But all of that said, as long as COVID doesn't something, 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 I think the end of October, maybe beginning of November is when I'm supposed to move in. And so that's pretty exciting. Totally is.
0: Yeah. For me, I think, um, you know, for the first time since I started on my, I guess my own healing journey three years ago, Mm -hmm. I have, uh, I'm finally beginning to see, uh, besides just my own healing that needs to take place kind of the ways in which God is drawing my own journey into my ministry life. And so seeing beginning to have like some vision for what's this all been about, if that makes sense, you know, like outside of like just getting healthier myself, which that would have been enough reason, but I've lived with a pretty strong sense of purpose through it. That this is about more than just me. Yeah. And, but I've had no idea what that means. And, And now I'm seeing the initial fruit of that with formation, our church, Mm -hmm. but then also with some other things that I'm thinking and praying about as well. And, um, yeah, it's exciting because it's three years to think about something and be stuck on a problem for three years for me is a really, that's like an eternity. So, um, to be coming out the other side of that is very exciting to me. Cool. So, all right, man, let's talk about this, uh, what we've been doing and the way that we've been going about relaunching. Because again, I've had uh, what three conversations this week, having to help people understand. No, no, no. We're we're not just rebranding our mm-hmm. church. Like the language I keep using is we've torn this sucker to the studs, mm-hmm. and we are rebuilding from the ground up. Yeah. And so we're going to really walk through every step of how we've been taking our church through this. Yeah. And so before we jump into that, I just want to also help people understand why we are inviting them into our process. Mm -hmm. And um, it's our belief, and this has been confirmed in a handful of conversation with just pastor friends this week, everyone is having to relaunch right now. It's just a matter of degree. So you either
1: are having to or you're in denial and you will
0: see it will. Yeah, yeah, you'll get there at some point. But even if it's just like the fall is coming and it's a new ministry season, I mean, there's a sense in which we all relaunch ministry, you know, every year almost. Sure. Um, But because of COVID and all of these other things that have happened over the last couple of years, many of us are in a position where we're like... No, this seems deeper than just you know what's our initiative or theme for the fall. Yeah, and so we really have felt like you no, know, we need to like we need to start the whole thing over again. So we have taken a drastic step, which I continue to have people people keep coming up to me and going, "Man, I heard what you're doing. It's it's really courageous." And I and and I I, I every time someone says it to me, I feel more anxious because I was mm-hmm. like. I didn't really think about this as risky, right? <laughs> but everybody keeps coming up with like a little bit of awe going like, wow, that was really brave. And I was like, yeah, was it? Cause I, I guess I didn't really think about it like right. that. <laughs> Did you? No,
1: no. but I've, I've gotten that same thing from <laughs> yeah. quite a few people as well. And you're
0: like, all right. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't mm-hmm. take credit though for the courage. I think it was just stupidity. Mm-hmm. So yeah. w- we're very risk adverse, I guess. So yeah. So we're just going to talk about what our process has been. So for those that don't know, we canceled Sunday morning services. Ridgeline is no more. We had a celebration service to close out that chapter, um, of our community together. We took an entire, uh, week off from gathering, and then we started to come together, uh, once a week from four to five 30 on Sunday afternoons for core group training. Uh-huh. And as we thought and we prayed about these trainings, we really had three priorities that went into how we were going to structure our time together. Uh, the first one was we wanted them to be very high participation. Um, and so some forms that that has taken for us has been um, rather than just have people sitting in rows, we have people at round tables. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of we um, the way the teaching works is you or I teach for a few minutes and then there's a discussion question that's sent to the tables yep they talk and then they interact like with us from on the stage so very a lot of interaction every week we share what we call alters which mm-hmm. are could you um maybe bang your glass a few more times on your tip? Ta- there you go <laughs> it's like you couldn't find the table i don't
1: know who put the table so oh it was me i was doing something earlier okay. all right we're good i'm good I'm okay good. i'm all, all right. situated
0: yeah, I'm too lazy to edit any of this. So it's just all going to stay. Yeah. I got you.
1: Um,
0: So high participation. We also do altars, which is uh, a weekly opportunity for people um, at random to share testimonies of how they're experiencing God in their life. Mm-hmm. So again, we've looked for as many ways as we can to include. So it's not just sit back and consume. It's about participating. Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Yep. Uh, secondly, has been a contemplative prayer element, which... Um, has become an increasingly important um, spiritual discipline in our community. So we've been using primarily Lectio Divina. I could talk more about that uh, on a later episode. And then the third thing is we're really trying to slow drip teaching. So rather than cover a bunch of ground, we're trying to take just one thing and really take some time with it and go slow. Cause again, a huge part of what motivated our shift to this is wanting to step back and to name what has actually taken place in us, the Mm. trans transformation that's taken place in our community over the last year. Sure. And so we've, uh, we've tried to just go real slow with it. Makes sense. Yeah. You have any questions about what we've been doing at all? No. No, you're good. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You have barely been able to experience most of it because Mm -hmm. you've been running sound, lighting, media sometimes the mic Mm -hmm. for the crowd and uh setting it up the video recording Mm -hmm. yeah you've had mission control
1: thing yeah we don't have any of that we use an ipad yeah (laughs) to do things yeah so it's been a lot
0: yeah it's been a lot Mm -hmm. all right so week one we talked about, uh, our name. Why did we change our name to formation church? And so our whole, after we got through our contemplative prayer element and our altars, the teaching time centered around why formation church and, um, and the overarching conviction that we hold is that spiritual formation is the foundational purpose on which the local church is built that it's the purpose that for which the church exists is to to see people formed in the image of Christ. And do you remember when we came up with the name?
1: Formation? Mm -hmm.
0: We went up, we were up in the mountains, Uh sitting around a campfire having a cigar, Uh and we were talking about, we were still very much in the midst of, this was before we had decided that we were going to... Like relaunch or any of that stuff, yeah. And we were still very much in real time wrestling with the reality of like, where are we? What's happened? And yeah. what do we do? And I think, I think at one we were talking about how important and how central we believe spiritual formation is to like the purpose of the church. Yeah. And um, I was like, Formation Church—that's what we should call it. And immediately, and this doesn't usually happen with you. Immediately, you were like, Yeah, that's the name. Hmm. Yeah, you don't remember that, huh? Nope. That was a pretty big moment. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised Sounds you don't like remember it. it. Usually, you lock it that doesn't stuff usually away.
1: Happen with me? I usually like drag my feet on. good No, ideas or no, what?
0: just usually you. No, you don't ever drag your feet on good ideas. Usually, you have like you're very good at. You're a very strong critical processor, which mm. means you have lots of questions, mm-hmm. and you want to like really. It's it's why I believe by and large. We've made pretty good decisions along the way. Hmm. We haven't always been perfect, but your insistence on really wrestling an idea down to the ground, mm-hmm. and sometimes my will to live mm-hmm. in the midst of it—sure, sure—is. Uh, and this was not one of those times. Yeah, you were just like, "Oh yeah, that's the name." Yeah. So it was a I real still
1: love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, me that's too. Good. that's good. It's only yeah. been like two months. Yeah. And it's on all your t-shirts. Yep, so.
1: every one that I own. <laughs> you know, being the t-shirt guy. Yeah. <laughs> Really get to do whatever I want.
0: Yeah. So, so that's that in, in, in a sentence, that's why that name, we believe spiritual formation is the foundational purpose on which the local church is built. More practically, it really defines our focus. Like Mm -hmm. that is what, so when you think about, and I don't know, I mean, I don't think every ministry leader has thought about like, what is my, like the purpose of my job? Mm -hmm. Like, like what? when I think about how do I move this forward to what end am I mm-hmm. trying to move this forward? Sure. And our name captures what, w- what we believe our focus is. Like yeah. we're trying to, we're moving towards spiritual formation. Absolutely. second one is it captures our identity uh, again. So we'll talk about uh, in a few minutes out, like the name Ridgeline, which we both love yeah. didn't really say anything about who we are what our mission is. Our friend Joe Thorne told me one time he thought it sounded like a lame publishing company, Mm -hmm. which I didn't necessarily love, but he wasn't wrong.
1: (laughs) People I know immediately thought of the like Honda truck.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Called the Ridgeline. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and this formation much more does capture our identity, who we are and what we're about. And then I think, and this is an important one. It was a way in the name to be able to set an expectation for people regarding what to expect. Like if you're going to be a part of this church, um, this tells people like what to expect. You should expect to participate in the positioning of your life for the work of spiritual formation. And I think, I mean, if we had 10 church leaders here with us, they would probably all acknowledge that that is not their focus, (laughs) Sure. Like, I think churches are focused on a lot of different things. And yep. sometimes it's just semantics, yep. like different language that we use. Sure, um, But sometimes it really is like, we just have a totally different focus. And this helps people know, if I'm going to be a part of this church, this is what I can expect. Totally. Which is accurate. So that's good. So, let's, so that's, that's the gist of what we covered in that training. But I think shifting gears now and trying to help ministry leaders think about, like, the, uh, your name is a big deal. Yeah, it is. And sometimes it's, I think sometimes we rush and we pick a name that we look back and we're like, I wish I would have done something different. Mm-hmm. I think um, sometimes they're too weird, yeah. you know, like oh, yeah. if you can't pronounce it, like I would, I mean, I would just say like maybe stay away from like Latin, mm-hmm. Greek, mm-hmm. Hebrew like, mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're in one of those environments, sure. <laughs> like, and, uh, and we've seen, I mean, we have friends here, the church that we're meeting at their name, they started with was Ekklesia, yep, the Greek name for church. And they've now changed it to church of the Valley. And the primary reason was no one ever knew what Ecclesia was. Right. And it's weird to name your, your church Ecclesia church. Cause then your name is church church. Sure. In reality. Yeah. So, so when it comes to your name, I think it's really, really important to think deeply about this. And I've talked to a number of other pastors who are in a place where they're like, yeah, I'm I'm wondering if we need to make like some kind of shift like this. Sure. So let's give people a few questions to, uh, consider and reflect on whether or not there might need to be a name change in their future. Makes sense? Yeah. Why don't you give us the first one? Yeah.
1: So I think the first thing you should uh, consider is, does our name tell anyone anything about who we are? And I think, again, as we think about um, Ridgeline, Mm -hmm. it did not. It did not. At all. I mean, we were fortunate, as I think we've shared a few episodes ago, that Ridgeline... we have mountains here and there were mountains in North Carolina as well. And Mm -hmm. so that just like worked out. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we had planted in like a plains state, that would have been real awkward. Um, we probably would have had to come up with a new name, you know? And I think that it's not just about like, I think, uh, even in talking to people before, some people have really wrestled with like, well, you have to pick a name and make sure the URL is available. Mm -hmm. I feel like at this point, the good ones are gone. Let it mm-hmm. go. Move yep. on. The likelihood you come up with a real crafty name where the good URL is available is slim. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I mean, we're FormationSLC.com only because Formation.Church is available. Believe it or not, there are almost no Formation churches except uh, about seven years ago, somebody bought that domain and has done nothing with it. And we even went about the process of like doing the thing where you can like mm-hmm. petition them and see what they'll let it go. And they didn't respond, didn't respond, didn't respond. And I had said like, we'll pay up to $500 for formation.church. Mm-hmm. Finally, whoever owns it, um, responded and said they would sell it to us. I, I don't even think I told you this no. for $50,000. I decided what? formation.slc.com is real good because we got that for $9.99. So that's what we're sticking with. So $50,000? If you're a listener and you own Formation.Church and have done nothing with it, shame on you.
0: Yeah. And if you expect <laughs> 50000 from us, you suck. Yeah. That, so anyway. You, that's just, that's but, criminal. But it's
1: not about that. And I think at one point, maybe yeah. when the internet was newer and there mm-hmm. were a lot of URLs available, you bopped around. But mm-hmm. it's really like, come up with one that's mm-hmm. good to you and put your city name after it. I mean, there's just a way to come up with a URL that will work. And And there's a lot of dots available too.
0: I would caution people like be careful about how clever you work to be in order to get the URL. Totally. Because you're going to end up with like some weird, like just some weird name. That's too clever that just to get a URL. And to your point, it barely matters anymore.
1: Yeah. Like we could have bought the formation.church. Yeah. That just felt weird. Pretentious. Yeah. So we're not going to do that. That's like,
0: in, I don't know, you probably don't even know this, but every time someone from Ohio State, an athlete, you know, like how, like in the NFL, like before a game, the players come on, they say their name and where they went to college. Do you even know that? No. Okay. Well, anytime it's Ohio State, they say their name and they go, the Ohio State. And I hate it. it. Is there more than one Ohio no. State? No. And it's just like, it's this pretentious, we're the best. Mm. yeah I don't like it are they I don't know I don't I don't follow college football yeah. that much anymore so whatever
1: but yeah so does it say anything about uh, who we are and and like you've shared I think formation absolutely does mm-hmm. and I think that uh, uh you know um it could be your town and all of that kind of you know I, I'm not throwing stones at any of that but mm-hmm. if you're in a process of either planting or or renaming, like give it more thought than you did the first time. Yeah. Because I think the geographic name, there was a season where that's what everyone was doing. Mm -hmm. And so if you get to redo, maybe give it more thought than that this time. It's
0: good. So first question, does our name tell anyone anything about who we are? The second Mm -hmm. question I would throw out is, um, is our name a speed bump for the community? Uh, And so that could be a bunch of different things. If you... Um, we're a part of a which we have been mm-hmm. unfortunately on mm-hmm. a couple of different counts mm-hmm. if you are a part of a <clears throat> network where you share a common name mm-hmm. with the other churches in the network mm-hmm. and there is some kind of significant moral failure at the top yeah which sadly, continues to happen over and over and over again yeah and that's widespread in the media people in the community know about it. You might have no association personally with that leader. You yep. might be the healthiest, godliest most righteous individual <laughs> in your town. and if there is still an association with this that is deterring people from coming because of that failure, that's a huge problem. So totally. that in my in our language that would be a significant speed bump. yeah um, I would say, your denomination being in your name is a double-edged sword, you know, like, so if someone moves to Salt Lake city and they're looking for a Lutheran church, like they're going to Google Lutheran churches. So for that to be very prominent and potentially even in your name, that, that could be great. But if someone has an adverse Like, you know, like I remember years, a few years ago, like a lot of Baptist churches started to drop the Baptist Mm -hmm. from their name because of the association that that people had with it. So that could be, a, a, a like, the other edge of that sword is, like, that could also... What attracts people can also deter others. Yeah. And so I would just be really, really mindful about, is there anything about our name that's a speed bump in the community?
1: Sure. And I think just because you don't have it in your name doesn't mean you don't have to be proud to be a part of that sure. denomination. Sure, totally. It just is, like, that's just, like, unusual.
0: Yeah, it you is. Know?
1: I, yeah, and so I don't think that you have to, like... I mean, you don't have to, like only wear the t-shirt or right. all, I mean, you know, like, come on, yeah, you know, maybe just think deeply about if that's necessary yeah, because you can include that in some of your SEO or include that in some web pages to where people would still find it in their searches. It just doesn't need to be on every piece of signage and in your URL right. and all of those types of things. Yeah, that's
0: good. I guess another reason I could think of would be if you are, cause we went through this as well. If you, um, don't plant a church, but you move in and become like the new leader in an existing church. Mm-hmm. And there have been years of issues in the community, like where basically the church you're you're brought in to do revitalization, essentially, yeah, because the commu- the church that was has left a bad taste in the mouth of the community, sure. and you're a new leader. I would say that would be another time where it's probably a really good idea to go ahead and change your name. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't yep. you give us the last question?
1: Yep, and then the last one would be, does our name accurately reflect who we are?
0: Yeah, and that 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 question comes from, that was, I would say, for f- as far as the name goes, that this is the question that sealed the deal for me in mm-hmm. us needing to rename. Yeah. And so what came to my mind was, Was in the Bible, when who a person has been is incongruent with who God is inviting them to become, he changes their name. So Abram to Abraham, Sarai to Sarah, you know, um, there's a long list. Of course, right now I'm drawing a blank on, even though I've talked about this a million Mm -hmm. times. Regardless, people understand. And, uh, and, and this would, this was a, a point at which we really felt like the church that we started and the church we have become were just night and day. Totally. And so it was, it was worth, um, cause God's done that work. So I think it's worth honoring that and memorializing it with a new name. And so I would say, if you are having the experience that many leaders are having right now, which is Mm -hmm. the church that I pastor on the other side of COVID is totally different than the one that went into it, then it's worth giving some serious thought and consideration to, is it time for us to mark and memorialize that with a new name?
1: Yeah. And I think the reason that we kicked this off as like the number one or the very first week of training was just to help our people understand that very reason why you know Mm -hmm. that they understood that it wasn't just about a rebranding because i think rebranding is just like ah we don't like our name or Mm -hmm. you know we had some you know sister's cousin do the logo and it's really rough or Mm -hmm. you know something like that like i don't know all our stuff was great Mm -hmm. there was no reason to do anything with it um And it was stuff that we were all proud of. It just didn't line up anymore. And I think that um, call it semantical, call it a rebranding. I think it serves as a very, that whole idea of it being incongruent. And Mm -hmm. and I think the pride that the people, um, uh, as God changed people's names and Mm -hmm. they felt about Mm -hmm. telling people their new name is Mm -hmm. the same thing that the people who used to call Ridgeline home and now call Formation home Mm -hmm. feel as they understand what we're doing differently, yeah. that they feel like no, I mean we were, but we are this now, yeah. And I like I feel differently about it, yeah. And that's why it's important.
0: And I, I would, I would, I mean, I have we haven't done a survey. I would bet that almost every single person who is a part of this new season that we're in right now would very much say this is not just a rebrand. This is a whole new thing. Sure. Like I think it does feel significant enough to people that like, are there aspects of Ridgeline that have carried over? Of course, because we weren't trying to change a bunch of things. We were trying to bring clarity to the work that God's already done. So there's things that have carried over, but I definitely think people would feel like, oh no, this is, this is a whole new season that we're a part of, Totally. which I love that. I think it's good. So next week, we will uh, shift gears and talk a little bit about the importance of vision and mm-hmm. making sure that you have a clear vision, that that vision is, again, congruent with what's actually taking place uh, in your church, and your culture, and how we went about tackling that and what ours actually is. Good. So, all right. Well, we've, uh, let's see. We're two weeks in a row, two episodes in hey a row. Yo. We're back on the horse. That's right. It's going good. I like it. Well, we appreciate you listening and uh, as always we'd love to connect with you on social media. So you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ryan Hughley, that's H-U-G-U-L-E-Y. And you can
1: find me on the same platforms at Tyler Dravitz, that's D-R-E-W-I-T-Z.
0: Uh, have you joined TikTok yet? No. Yeah. I'm not going to.
1: I don't know what it's for. I
0: think I'm I think I'm done joining social medias. I don't care what comes out anymore. No.
1: No. I don't really get it.
0: I even I, I say Twitter. I haven't posted to Twitter in a very long time. I think, I don't know. I think I'm really just participating on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not sure. (laughs) Well, we appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next time.